Hello and welcome to another... <laughs> uh, we'll keep this part. <laughs> hello and welcome to another episode of The Kosh Cast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. Bernie has a cough. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> Just to induce it. Yes, I do. <laughs> and Mohanad is also here. Hello. Yeah, Mohanad, but Mohanad muted what? his mic before, he, like right before you said that, so he could cough. So, yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't. I'm not the only one. I wouldn't have done cough. that two years ago, but now I got to do that. True. True. Yeah. Uh, Mohanad, uh, the other mistake you made was taking a shower before pod, and it's put you to sleep. It, it's not just the fact that it was a shower. It was such a warm shower, one of those where you're just standing under the water for like half an hour. And it just, I feel so, I was telling you guys, I, I'm just ready for like a glass of warm milk, get tucked in, you know, get sung a lullaby. Like I feel so childish right now from how <laughs> fuzzy and warm I feel. Well, Mohanad, I'm confused. You had a shower. It's 7.39 p.m. And you're wearing a nice polo shirt as if you have somewhere else to go. It was, so it was what I was wearing before the shower. And then I was like, well, I'm going to be on video with you guys. Might as well wear a shirt. No. <laughs> no yeah. Wait, you, you put the same the shirt back on? Well, the thing is, the shirt was only on for like 10 minutes before. I just walked downstairs with it. That's it. Like, it wasn't like ah. a day shirt. It was like I wore it to pick up something downstairs from the lobby. And I was like, I'm not going to waste Go that. On. I'm not going to throw that away now. <laughs> all, all right. All right. V- I mean, v- you know, like I approving. If, I, if I take a half hour shower, I've wasted enough water. I don't need to also wash the shirt. That's, that's fair. You're a proper environmentalist. Correct. <laughs> what I will say is, I mean, I'm, I'm honored that you feel you need to look nice for us. That, that sounded weird. I mean, I, I don't feel the same way. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you wearing? <laughs> anyway. Well, Bernie's in a, stuff. what is that, a Boston hat? What is that? Yeah, it's a Brooklyn Nets hat. Oh, close. It just says B on it, okay? That's honestly why I bought it. So you can hat. choose what it means, depending yeah. on who you're speaking to. Precisely. Precisely. Yeah, and, and most of the time it means Bolton. <laughs> I thought you were going to say bollocks, but all right. <laughs> you chose the PG option. Great. No, I'm just thinking of, I'm thinking of what Premier League teams could be repping. Brentford, potentially Bolton, maybe in the future. Uh, Birmingham. Mm, after uh, they beat you in a League Cup final? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And, and to add, it was Martins, wasn't it? Exactly. It was. yeah. And it was... Yeah. Uh, ruffled Koscielny's head, didn't he? Or was that someone else? Was it Koscielny, yeah. Was it Chesney? Chesney, Koscielny. Koscielny. Uh, Alex, please pronounce his name correctly. Oh, God. You I forgot. forgot. It's like, <laughs> like Sichensny or something. There was an article last week about like how to actually pronounce things, and we've all been pronouncing Chesney massively wrong forever, but what are you going to do? I'm also, before, sure. just, 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 to be, just to be complete, there's also Bournemouth. Mm, true. true. Uh, but, you know, if if someone else asks, you can just say Beyonce. You're just like a massive supporter. Uh, anyone but your wife. Yeah, you can say Beyonce. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like she'd I be okay I would with, be able to get away with I that. Like, with yeah. I feel like Beyonce is so far out of Bernie's league that she'd be like, yeah, cool, Beyonce. I'll get like, whatever. <laughs> like, hey, what are you trying to say, bro? <laughs> like, you know, when you, you know when you do those games, you know when couples have those games where it's like, oh, the five people that like outside mm. of their relationship and like, you know, the girl starts to say things like, you know, I don't know, Matt Damon and stuff. And then there's a comedy skit where the guy's like, your sister, the girl from work. She's like, this is not how this works. 
<laughs> oh man! It, it, in regards to Beyonce, that's the only time you take the dinner with Jay Z. Mm. <laughs> you like as long as Beyonce's there with you, I'll take that dinner, Jay. I'll take that dinner. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, since we've we've kind of veered into <laughs> into this area of uh, of interest, um, Cam asks, "What's everyone's number one first date location?" Mine is mini golf. Excellent success rate. Uh, and it turns out his success rate at getting a second date with mini golf is 80%, <laughs> which is astonishingly good. That's, that's fairly high. That's yeah. fairly high. Yeah. I mean, 80%, four out of five is different than 80 out of 100, but we'll take 80%. Um, I right. would say very similar activity based bowling, mini putt, you know, that kind of thing. Something activity based, not like a restaurant. Because I'm a football traditionalist, I have to go with the traditional answer, but I'll make it very specific because Mo will uh, will understand. It's not just about Mohanid. This has happened multiple times where it's Milestones dinner. Like, specifically Milestones Milestones. dinner. Do they know about this? You might get a sponsorship. And if it's not Milestones, it's Moxie's. But they they feel the same to me, so whatever. You call it Milestones dinner. Okay, so suburban chain... (laughs) Yo, Milestones is in the city, bruv. And then you go from Milestones mm. to Cineplex to go watch a movie. Okay. You know, do the whole stretch like, am I going to put my hand around his shoulder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Fair. Alex, what about you? Uh, well, I haven't been on a first date in, you know, over a decade. Um, but the, first, the last one I went on went supremely well. And that was Grossman's Bar. Um, it involved plenty of whiskey and a lot of playing pool. Mm, yeah, pool is a good one. Pool mm. is a good one. Mm. Like a yeah. bar that has darts and pool is a good middle ground. There was remember that pub. Um, someone tried to open an uh, Davy Love actually tried to open an English pub mm-hmm. on College with Street the, in Toronto. Yeah, a few years ago, and they had a darts board. That was wicked. Brilliant. Bowling is also great. Bowling is is mm. a very good success rate. You know what I like about bowling. I, what I like is that it's it's got like the, a good balance. You're together sometimes, but you're also alone sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's nice. When you're alone, when you're literally lobbing, the like ball as in, it. yeah, when we're like <laughs> he's playing at the pins or you're playing at the pins. There's like you know, it's a fifty-fifty. It's short, but it's fifty-fifty. The dates going badly. You're like, oh fuck it out. She's over there. I can make a run for it right now. <laughs> she won't even see me. <laughs> Strike out. Oh man. What what I will say for Cam is um, mini part is covid safe so he's got that going for him in in you know modern dating times mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right now anyway. that we're done talking about our love lives or, or... sort of yeah well in the past yeah. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about killian mbappe's love life that man wants a new partner um <laughs> you saw his interview he's like i tried to leave they wouldn't let me i wanted psg to get a transfer fee I'm like bro why do you care if psg get a transfer fee i don't believe that for a second they don't need it you don't care come on yeah he's yeah trying to trade uh... his french mistress for a spanish one and i'm not i'm not sure uh oh actually no i agree with him that, that's the way to go that is the way to go yeah, in yeah. This life. that is the way to go <laughs> that is definitely an upgrade <laughs> <laughs> Mon is worried about the Beyonce hat. Bernie's out here being like, let's trade for Spanish mistresses. That interview that he did with, was it Le Keep, was it? Um, 
it was I don't know. I know he's thinking he's doing it so people can like understand where he's coming from. Blah, blah, blah. But sometimes you can't. It's not logic. You can't pinpoint exactly how people are gonna feel after reading it. I just think it backfires a little bit. I, I think it doesn't put him in the best light, even though he tries to say all the right things, like this is what I'm trying to do. And it just, at the end of the day, what happened, his attitude in the last couple of games, kind of when you watch them, plus this interview, all together are just not a good mix. Yeah, I agree. And I think the timing is horrendous. Like, you're five games into the season. It, it, it just, it's just really disruptive right he now. He just lost Especially... to Ren. Exactly, especially off the back of a, a loss in the in Liga, a league you didn't win last season. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. Like he'll go and sign a pre-contract with Real Madrid in January. We all know that. So why do why do any talking right now? Yeah, he could he could have said absolutely nothing, and he would come across better. I think we're saying this on the on our group chat that sometimes, honestly, saying nothing makes you look really good, and mm-hmm. he. And I don't think he's stupid because even the thing he said about Neymar, like, yeah, I called him a bum because he didn't give me a pass, but these things happen. I'm like, you know that even saying this right now is going to cause you a problem, but you're still saying it. He's like, you're not stupid. Also, he said he said something along the lines of, you know, again, trying to say something positive, but it being negative. He's like, oh, I don't mind running if Messi is walking. He's Messi. It's okay. It's like, all right. So now you're saying Messi is walking. Like, that's all people are going to get out of that. You know what I mean? Like, you think you're saying you're being sly. You're not being sly. It's obvious. It is. And and it's odd because, like, he's been so slick with the media ever since he was, like, 17. And this is a massive departure from, from that. I don't know if he's being... But it makes sense advised. when you... makes sense when you move to Madrid. You need to become this person. <laughs> you, you, need, you need to turn mm-hmm. into this guy. They need yeah. that alpha male kind of nonsense. He, and the thing is, I just think Mbappe thinks he's bigger and better than who he is. And and we're not going to get into the slander. He is a brilliant talent, like top five in the world, top ten, whatever you want to say. He's on that list. We get this. He's talented. But again, you're not that guy. And we've we have seen enough of people who thought they were that guy, Hazard, absolutely fail. And like... Let's just have some humility first. Go to Real Madrid, do something, and then let's just have this conversation. Mate, but, even if you are that guy at Real Madrid, they boo you and kick you out after a few years. Like, <laughs> there's no guarantee of anything. They, they even treat Casillas well, so like whatever. <laughs> Honestly, with the way it's yeah. going and the way the league, the La Liga is going, uh, Madrid is going, etc. All, I mean, if he has a better overall career at Madrid than Bale, I'd be surprised. That's tough to do, act like by the yeah. numbers. Well, that's the thing. Tough. People think Bale failed. Bale did not fail. Go look at the stats. Bale did just absolutely fine while also enjoying his life. <laughs> Especially what, for what? a Brit. Yeah. Like, I think it was like the best Brit in the league of all time or something, right? Like in terms of the numbers alone. I think, again, it goes back to what we've said before. Messi and Ronaldo have completely messed up this game. Like, if you show up to Real Madrid and do Gareth Bale numbers, people be like, you're a flop because there's Cristiano numbers. Like, and we all know there isn't a single human being in the history of football who's going to show up to Barcelona and do anything worth talking about because Messi has obliterated everything. So everyone is screwed. So you're just, <laughs> just know you're not that guy because you can actually never, literally never be that guy. Like, never. I was, um, there was someone on Twitter that tweeted a really smart thing. They were saying, you know, we were talking about Hazard and this and that and the next generation and if they're better or if they're not. It's like Messi and Ronaldo are literally outlasting 
the next generation. <laughs> like, like they're outlasting Bale. They're outlasting Hazard. They're outlasting all these people that were supposed to be the people that take over from them. It's just insane, insane how kind of the longevity that these two have. Yeah. And Ronaldo will still be playing when Haaland is like 25. <laughs> it, and it wouldn't surprise me if he outscores him. It just, it just wouldn't at this point. And you guys remember we wrote that article, like one of our like first 10 articles maybe about like the Messi Ronaldo and we went park that bus. This is like eight years ago, whatever. Who is the guy after them? And if I bet if we go through that article, we might, I might do it and like towards the end, bring it up. Like we'll be like, well, you failed, you failed, you yep. failed. Uh, you've seen, you've seen those uh, articles about how people in 2000 try and predict like England's lineup in 2020 and there's not a single player no. there. Or, like it's impossible. Yeah. No, they they all fail. You might get like one. I think there are some lists right now of like 2017 generation, 2018 generation. Right. Where are they now? And even those, like it's a list of a hundred, and you're looking for names you know, and it's like three of them. It just shows you how difficult football is to to get into. It is. Nevertheless, we maintain Mohamed could have done it. Given that. I thank you. I was thinking about that. I was like, I'm so I'm still gonna make it. <laughs> um, someone who also keeps coming back, Claudio Ranieri. He's got another job in the Premier League. The man will not leave it alone. Um, when he was at Fulham, he won three games in 17. I- I'm not entirely sure. Like, I know he won the league. Ness and Dorma, etc. Oh, we're just, we're just going to gloss over that. Where, where he won the league with a 1 to 5,000 odds with a team that no one's ever heard of, blah, blah, blah. Who was the bloke before? He did all the work. Oh, the bloke that uh... had the orgy in Thailand. Yeah, yeah. Nigel Pearson. Nigel Pearson. Yeah. Yes. He he arranged a tie orgy, he called a journalist an ostrich, and then he set the team up to win the league and Ranieri just gave them dilly ding dilly dong. <laughs> but Ranieri did it in a suit, you know. <laughs> yeah. And gave yeah. you uh, Andrea Bocelli. Come on. Come on. Yeah. That's culture, it's class. Yeah, and pizza on weekends or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know. But did you see the um the Watford announcement video where they clipped together all of Ranieri's highlights throughout his career? It's amazing. It's actually really good, except that they spend like four minutes on the Leicester thing because mm. that's his crowning achievement, obviously. But it's like that's a different club. I right. Don't know. It's just a bit odd. It's all the same club. It would be odd. It feels odd. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I mean, <laughs> do you see that tweet from like some Opta, um, Opta account that was like? Research has shown that one in three male adults will be Watford manager by the time they're 50. (laughs) Wow. Shots fired. I thought Watford, I want to look at the league. I thought they started fine. Maybe I'm making that up, but I'm surprised. I think they have seven points from seven games, Mm, which is about what you'd expect. I, I like. The the manager, uh, Cisco, said that he was surprised to be fired. And part of me is like, yeah, I probably would be a bit too. On the other hand, he's Watford manager. Like, you have to know that's coming. Mm. You know who also got a job? Like, I think it's today or yesterday or whatever. Maybe I'm making it up. Is Boris Sanchez? Kiko? Kiki? Whatever. Oh, where's he yeah. landed? I don't know. Somewhere in La Liga. Some, some team in La Liga. I just saw it on the timeline, like, quickly. So I don't have all the facts, but... Hopefully, I'm right about it. The other thing that's happening in La Liga is I don't know if you saw Villarreal played Real Betis over like recently or whatever. And there's a highlight 
package from Villarreal. They won the game. And my God, every single attack, every single goal is Bellerin's fault. It is so, <laughs> it is so funny. It is so funny. He, he went to Batiste to do fashion model, modeling. Like, of course, what else is going to happen? It's a lovely part of the world. If you are going to be shit, you might as well be shit around there. Remember when <laughs> Batiste had money and they bought Danielson and Danielson? it was like a world record for a couple of years or whatever? And Just did, randomly Batiste. Yeah. <laughs> Every Danielson ever created has failed in football. Every single one. <laughs> it's true. There were two of them. They're both shit. Um, I just looked it up. Kike Sanchez Flores is now manager of Getafe, and you know what that means? He has the privilege of managing Alan Nyom. Nyom. Like NASCAR. He's making a left turn. Who wouldn't take that job? Um, oh. All right, I suppose we should talk about some of the games, what happened. Um, Liverpool 2, City 2. Um, for me, Clive, this was a, a big demonstration of like how much better these two teams are than everyone else. Like, I this think was just that, great. That was, the, uh, that was the overwhelming result on my Twitter timeline of like, sure, we appreciate the game, but look at how shit we are compared to these two. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like everybody. It was United fans, Arsenal fans. You know, Chelsea fans are hanging in there. They still believe. But most fans were just like, "This is great, but why are we? How are we so much worse than these two? And this is the this is the game that people wait for now in the league for the last what three, four, five years. Um, this is the fixture. This is the one, and it rarely disappoints. Rarely, and on average, it can even if it disappoints. The ones that don't disappoint are not just average. They're like ten out of tens. And this oh, second half, happens. yeah, this second half was ten out of ten. It's crazy. It was as if like. You kind of saw Pep a little bit like, not unhinged is not the word, but like <laughs> release the, he let the horses run to, to take a Jose thing of like, I'm not going to overcomplicate your life. Run, boys. Because there was a lot of running and like vertical football, like, like I think Klopp likes to call it, of just get this ball the fuck out of here and let's go and score some goals. And the play to get to make that happen was intricate. It was beautiful. But listen, I don't even want to talk about everything that happened in this game until we talk about Mohamed Salah, personally. Because I have always said this is his team. From day one, I said it was his team. I said it. I said it. I said it. Some people here didn't want to believe me. You know, they said it was another African. I said it was his team. And like, it's not just his team's league. Um, I, I, I apologize, Bernie. I kept, I kept repping Mane. I kept saying Mane's the guy. I, I know. kept saying it's Salah. <laughs> like, listen, at the end of the day, you're right. You're right, man. Like, Absolutely. it's Salah's team. And I, I, I love that every time he's, he scores, I go on this run and go, their father. <laughs> love that. Like, so he, even the, you know what? The assist gets slept on because of the goal. But even the assist was a beauty. The little hop over the defender, the perfect weight of the first touch, the perfect weight of the pass. Like, it was brilliant. He's just a good overall footballer. And it shows in these moments. And he shows up in these big games. And his goal, man, like, it just, in the moment, you know, we talk about how... Finish. Yeah, we... Well, the right foot. That's his weak foot, right? And he does that yeah. a lot on the right foot, on the right-hand side, and it helps him a lot. But we talk about moments that get you off the couch. I was I was lying down, I was relaxed, and then I was like standing in front of the TV. You know what I mean? And no, that's no, what I need no, in my was, life. Mohamed was that was that gif of Leonardo DiCaprio, just like <laughs> <laughs> pointing at the screen all of a sudden. 
It was a great goal, man. It was a great moment. Fantastic. It was. It it will be. It will be a goal of the season contender for sure. If if it hasn't won already, like not only because of what he did, but also the game in which he did it, and and the opposition that he just danced past. It was ridiculous. Like absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um. But overall, I think it was what the last twenty minutes of that game that like had three goals or something. It was. It was. You know, and the big players stepped up. The Salas. The Bruyne is the Foden's, and that's when you know it was a great game. When the big guys start, you know, you're not getting, I don't know, a random header from Fabinho. Like that's not that's not the game I need. I need the top attacking players to step up, and they did. And Foden, for his age, for what he's like, his trajectory from where he was two years ago to you know the memes about oh Pep's never gonna play him, but now pretty much being City's second most important, let's call it attacker, because Diaz comes in the conversation. But when we're talking about you know the attacking side, you've got De Bruyne and Foden. And them two are unreal. De Bruyne is known and he's, you know, where he is. But Foden, I think his ceiling is incredible. He keeps not doing Greenwich. what he's doing. No, not Grealish. <laughs> if Grealish is 100 million, I can't even begin to imagine how much Foden should cost. Oh, it's a joke. It's yeah. a joke. They look so much better with Foden in the team. You can see, like, clearly Guardiola was trying to rest him the first month or so of the season because of the England and blah, blah, blah. But they look so much better with him in there, even with Grealish, some combination of Grealish and Jesus as, as, a, as a striker slash false nine. Like, Foden just gives them that, when he, especially when he plays on the left, gives them that more direct option where they can feed it into him and he can just shoot because it's on his right side instead of complicating matters. Yeah, and, and I know, when we know Milner will never retire, but I think after this game, he, he thought about it. <laughs> during, during, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> also, God. also, th- that red violence. card, that second yellow, is very unfair on City. That is a second yellow. Milner should be walking. I think City potentially win that game, but you know, for us as a neutral, I think the game ended a better way. But I think City and Pep, you could see him on the sideline. Like, I think they got hard done by with that second yellow that Milner didn't get. Any, uh, you want to ascribe any blame to Klopp for leaving Milner out there for seventy-five minutes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like, 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 honestly, it's a little bit of suicide. <laughs> Just a little bit. In a game that's that, like, rip-roaring and fast, and it's like, eh. No, well, you got to Miller will just else. Miller will just never leave. I think he's just trying to prove a point. He just left him out there to, to try. Um, <laughs> but a lot of other players stepped up this game. Like I thought Jesus in the assist to Foden did brilliantly for a striker who's not really a winger. I think he did. And he has been all season kind of on that right, adapting, doing his thing. I think it was a great assist there. I think Bernardo Silva yeah. in center mid for City, not just this game, but all season, you know, he was there was speculation of him leaving, moving, this and that. He started his career, you know, right wing at Monaco, kind of that wide player, then started playing as an as a creative outlet for City. And then now he's playing almost center mid next to let's say, Rodri, and he's doing the job, man. He's running around. He's got the energy, the fitness, the touch, the vision. He's been a brilliant center-mid option for them. So, uh, you know, fair play to him. He's killing. He is arguably, arguably one of the least definable players at the top level. Like, he, he can do so many things. I mean, he, he clearly had a rough patch last season, but when he's fit and firing, he, he is unbelievable. We saw that in the, in the, the season before. Um, and so if he can kind of maintain this level, that is a massive addition for City. Um, just to get back to Salah for a second, I was looking at his contract situation. So he's 30 in the summer. He'll have two years left. 
he earns two hundred thousand a week. That's way too low. It is too low relative to the other players, you know, at his level, who I arguably aren't at his level. Um, what would you do as Liverpool? Like he's got two years left. This is his prime right now. If you pay him more, you're going to pay him more for his. He wants worse years. Yeah, he wants three more years. He wants 2020. Well, call it two. 2024, 2025 is what he wants, and he wants to be paid as the highest player, as the highest players in the league. So you're looking at De Bruyne is going to be close to 400. You're looking at Pogba potentially that's going to renew for close to 400. And he's looking at that and he's going, listen, you need to give me that 370, that 380 that other players are going to be getting. Um, and I saw an interesting article about, yes, age is a thing, but it's way less of a thing than it used to be. If he can stay fit, professional, etc., he's a very good player. He's, all, you know, not comparing him to Messi, but he has that ability to cut in, create, and not just rely on his space. So I think, I think, Liverpool need to keep him, especially when you look at like Mane is declining and potentially not going to keep this up for long. Firmino is declining and not keeping it up. You know, if he's the only one left, you got to give him the money, I think. Yeah, I think I think you you definitely give him the money. I think circumstances would have changed if, say, like, well, if you sold him last year, I get it. The thing is, the market wasn't really there for it. And it's not like you sell him because you think he's shit. It's just that you know, you have to make money on something, right? And somewhere and future-proof yourself because Mane and, you know, is not going to get you that money and they don't have many other assets out there that can bring them the money that they probably w- would like so they can spend on people that they've been linked with in the market otherwise. But at this point, I think you have to retain him, um, let him do his thing and build a statue for him when it's all said and done. I think, I think that's, that's the move. He's not just the face of Liverpool. He's almost the face of the league. You cannot lose this guy right now. Not at the peak of his powers. You just can't. Yeah, yeah. Is, is there any argument that the face of the league should have a better haircut? <laughs> he yes. used to have really good hair. I don't know what happened. Then he started to like cut it, cut <laughs> into it. And it looks like an Oompa Loompa's ears, you know, that stick out in three ways. I don't know why he does that now. It's so fixable. It's so fixable. I think he's like, I, I don't care. Do you want goals or do you want haircut? Which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> that video was so funny. So oh, good. Man. All right, let's move on. Uh, speaking of uh, people who there are statues built of, uh, Manchester United won, Everton won. Uh, will Everton fans build a statue of Andros Townsend? It's of him doing Sue? Yeah. <laughs> if it's not that, then uh, I don't want it. <laughs> that I'm was, surprised. That very cheeky. I'm surprised at how well he's doing. I mean, he didn't mm-hmm. start off well, but then he's been playing more. He's been playing well. Him, you know, Gray, a couple of people, Decore. I don't know if Benitez is coaching them into this or he's just getting lucky with the players that are stepping up because none of these players should be playing the way they're playing and they should be doing much worse than they are, especially with uh, Calvert-Lewin being out. So, and Richarlson. I mean, that, you know, for Everton, a team in Everton size to lose Richarlson and Calvert-Lewin, they should just be like non-existent. But somehow they're they're doing something. Bernie, the moment that Demarai Gray like muscled Fred off the ball twice, mm-hmm. and Fred didn't take him down, and just take a yellow, uh, was that the straw that broke the camel's Fred's back? Yeah, definitely. I think Fred has done good stuff overall, but you like he's not it. Like you can say, yeah, he's been serviceable. Great, he has been absolutely. He's done the job when required. But I, I just I look at it and I go, Conte would smile and bring you down. You know what I mean? 
Like, Fabinho would just bring you down. He's an asshole. Like, we've literally seen Milner commit absolute violence <laughs> in a football match. Like, you need that kind of person to just be an asshole and not let that kind of goal occur. And Fred, they call him Pastor Fred because he's <laughs> such, like, because he's so, like, pure as a human being and it's very annoying. Like, he's here to have a good time in life. Bro, I don't care about <laughs> you having a great time in life. Bring the man down. Like, please. It was so avoidable. So avoidable. It's honestly one of my pet peeves these days um, is players not fouling the opposition on the counter. Like, it's so important. It's so, so important in modern football. And if you don't do it, they'll score. They just will. You know it. You can always tell there's a moment where you're like, that was the chance. Had to bring him down there. And there's mm-hmm. going to be a goal. It's inevitable. You know which one, um, when you say that, you know which one sticks to my mind? If you remember the, Mes- the Barcelona-Madrid game, where Marcelo didn't bring down, I think it was either Messi or Sergio Roberto, and then Messi got, you know, the one where he had like the blood and the shirt that he held the shirt up, and uh, it was like yeah. the whole thing at the end of the league. That was the biggest one that I remember, where Marcelo should have just absolutely hacked down. I think it was Sergio Roberto, and he did not. And sometimes you just have to take it, you know, take it, do it. Yeah. The one that always sticks in my mind is Hazard for Chelsea against Arsenal. And to be fair, Coquelin tried. He tried to <laughs> climb climb on his back. Really Hazard did. just used his ass to bump him off, and no one else did it. And then Hazard, but but it's like the, the, smashed it in. There are players who take pride in that. Yeah, and and uh, for, uh, Fernandinho is that guy because he got specific instructions from Pep saying never, <laughs> never let this happen. Because remember, like I would, I want to say prime Fernandinho. People try to counter City all the time, and it never worked. And you're like, why doesn't this shit work? I don't understand. But it was just Fernandinho bringing you down time and time and time again. Like, it, it, that, that, that had to have been what happened to Damari Gray, like, even though I like him. Yeah, that, that does give me a very quick opportunity to, to get my weekly Rodri slander in, which is that, like, if Fernandinho is that, sorry, I know we're going back to City for a second, but if Fernandinho is that important and that is the thing that he does that is so important, why haven't you made no attempt to replicate it? Anyway, we'll move on. Um, uh, come on, come on. Just, just, just to be fair to Rodri, he did have that unreal tackle on Fabinho. <laughs> like, like, wait, Fabinho, if Rodri was listening to this, he, this is not how he would have thought he would come up. <laughs> he's sitting there waiting for the unreal Superman tackle, and we're talking about how he's shit. Well, it's just because the unreal tackles on Fabinho is not unlike Salah or something. It doesn't matter. <laughs> sure, sure. But I'm just saying, put yourself in his shoes. The guy is not listening to this podcast to hear about it. Let's I give agree, him what he's here for. Look, we all have a job to do. His <laughs> is to make tackles. Mine is to slag him off. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Alex Ferguson, Bernie, uh, are you okay with Alex Ferguson talking to, uh, what's his name, Khabib Nurmagomedov, or have, however you pronounce his name, and saying that Cristiano Ronaldo should have started the game and you should always start your best players. And this is massively hypocritical of the man who, like, made rotation a thing from what i read that's not actually what he said he said something along the lines of yeah we have a very young team no 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 no. Old he guys. said you should i don't know he said you have players. to start it's like i'm just saying what i heard someone said that he said i didn't actually look no, at no, it we're, so. we're gonna tell you what he said he said okay. he said you should always start with your strongest players and then khabib said but he came on the second half for now though he's like no you should always start with your strongest players Basically, Ole is not allowed to park in this park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I just find that weird from the guy right? who rotated every single person ever, all the time. Yeah. Like, the guy who put Beckham on the bench for Ole. It, 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 like, actually. Like, I don't get it. But how anyway, many, regardless, how many games I, did uh, how many games did Anderson get under Sir Alex Ferguson? Yeah, like way too many and needed yeah, exactly. oxygen. Like won a league with cleverly. Like come on, Jesus! I just like honestly, I'm not even sure. I wouldn't have started Ronaldo in this game either. Like ninety five minutes against Villarreal, the man is an, as old as shit, and I kind of wanted to see what something else would look like. Like, and for the first forty five minutes, I was like. I'm enjoying this. Like, attacking-wise, Cavani's doing things. People are moving the ball. Shit's happening. And then it stopped. <laughs> yeah. What, you didn't, you didn't enjoy Ronaldo's uh, when he came on and he did those step-overs for nobody? You didn't enjoy that part? I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Huh. I, I didn't enjoy him drifting on, and sitting on top of Mason Greenwood's head, basically, and being like, I'm over here now. You find another place to be. <laughs> like, yeah, Greenwood didn't striker. consent to that either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also... <laughs> I don't think he needed any more excuses from Greenwood to not pass. He's like, look at how close I am to you. So, <laughs> But but the, you make a good point, though, Bernie, which is that, for me, United played brilliant football last season, but Cavani was playing, and it was free-flowing and what have you, and they played very good football the first couple of games of this season, pre-Ronaldo, and I'm not... Like, he scored some important goals. He's won you a couple of games. I'm not saying it's all bad, but the style of play is definitely worse when he's on the pitch. The first goal in this game was fucking beautiful. It was. It and was. It, it would never happen with Ronaldo on the pitch. That's the thing. <laughs> because Cavani yeah. moves, takes away space from the middle, Bruno traps it beautifully, Martial comes into the space. It's just a goal that doesn't happen if Cristiano Ronaldo is on the pitch. I'm sorry. But Bernie, the, the narrative... On the, the pass from Bruno. The, the narrative online right now is that, like, Ole has had how many years to establish a playing style that hasn't happened yet. Or maybe he just chops and starts too much, or he let you know he 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 gives up and he starts over, or, or Ronaldo joins, or this or that. Like, is there if Ronaldo doesn't play, is there a clear um, game plan and a style of play from Ole that you are expecting? I think firstly there is a style of play, and secondly, if you ask Sir Alex what his style of play was, what would you think he would say? Like, it's 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 just a stupid narrative. That, that this this is the thing. There are lots of things that we can talk about in terms of tactics, which I would say, yeah, there's a deficiency there. But style of play is one of the laziest things I've ever heard anyone say. Because the only two managers who you would say have a distinct style of play in the Premier League, or three, are Potter, uh, Klopp, and Pep. Everyone else is pragmatic as fuck. So Tuchel doesn't have a style of play. No one should give me any of that shit. So it's, it's all very dumb. But Cristiano Ronaldo makes whatever style of play that you are trying to implement if you want to go there impossible. Because United, what they do is similar to what Spurs under Pochettino like, like to do. Press you in the middle of the pitch quickly and move the ball forward as quickly as possible to our forwards. Not deep, but a mid to high block. That's what they want to do. But Ronaldo isn't going to press, isn't going to make the run in behind. You have to give it to him in a, in a certain way. It's like, there's no sp- he's not stretching the play, making space for other people to run into spaces, it's like, which was happening all the time. So, and one last thing is that people say, like Alex said, Oh, but he scored some amazing goals or sort of critical goals, right? But it's like you're playing to that guy, right? If you do that, he's going to get you a shit ton of goals. And it's going to be relied on him. But would you be better off if you didn't have him and you could play actually within the sum of your parts? This is the same conversation we were having three years ago about Ibrahimovic. 
Exactly the same conversation. And I told you he was playing for himself and he's got a bucket load of goals, but because you play to him, it fucks everything up. I've yeah, always said that, stood by that. The problem is you have to play Ronaldo because your 70 million signing is shit. So the problem is Ronaldo needs to play because Sancho forgot how to dribble a ball and kick a ball and pass yeah. a ball. I'm just See, saying. Alex said your job, his job is to slag off Rodri. Your job is to yeah. find weird connections and bring Sancho <laughs> into it. And I appreciate the consistency. Also, well, I've got Lord another Sancho's one. Sancho is actually pretty good in this. I've got, I've got another one for you. Your best midfielder is constantly on the bench in Van der Beek. What's up with that? Fakey. He's one of the worst midfielders there, but okay. Wait, but can we can we talk about the tweet though? <laughs> <laughs> Manchester yes. United official account. So what was it like? Some players are born to play for Manchester United. We found one, and it's just a picture of him looking very disheveled. At least it wasn't training. <laughs> the picture was taken because then that's accurate. Sure. Oh man. All right, let's move on. Um. So Tuchel clearly disagrees with Alex Ferguson because he started uh, Chelsea's match against Southampton with Loftus Cheek. Callum Hudson-Odoi and Timo Werner playing. Now, the Werner thing worked out, but like, Mohamed, you, you, you were perplexed by Loftus-Cheek making an appearance. Yeah, well, it, it's not just this game. He seems to have been playing him. If you look back at the last couple of games, I think in the Champions League, this game, the game before, came in as a sub. He's playing Loftus-Cheek a lot more than I was expecting him to even feature. Um, he did well to kind of get that flick on, I think. For the, I'm not sure if it was his flick on or Thiago Silva's, I can't remember. But overall, I'm just surprised at how much he's playing. I mean, you've got a lot of options in that in that area of the field, um, and it's just funny every time I see Loftus Cheek on the on the on the on the team sheet. That's all. I mean, he's not a horrendous player, but he's also not like a world beater. I agree, especially when Saul's kicking around. I know he played a bit <laughs> further forward, Loftus Cheek, but Saul, oh man, the new Kagawa. Love it. <laughs> New Kagawa, wow. Leave, leave, leave my player maker out of this, please. <laughs> uh, no, I thought Chelsea kind of almost screwed themselves over with that because it was, I think it was 1-1 at some point and they were like, eh, it's going to be dicey and then they pulled it out the bag. But they're, they're going to do that, I guess. They're good enough to do that. But Tuchel just needs to realize that they've got two monster teams playing and I need to get a trick out of Lukaku somehow because Lukaku is living up to the memes and the Timberlands have come back. <laughs> so, like, I've seen them. So, for his sake, I hope he gets it because you know he knows the narrative of big game Lukaku and whatever, and which is not a thing. Um, so, he's, he's got to figure it out. Like, he yeah, but, a- but, but you know what lives in Lukaku's head? Like, he replies to people on Twitter. So, like, it's in there. It's it's festering in there, and like it's unacceptable from a at least from a fantasy Premier League perspective that the last six oh. goals that Chelsea scored, he's not involved in any of them. That is unacceptable. That is massively unacceptable. Like there there are other players that I'm I'm having to keep out of my team to keep him in it, and it's it's diminishing returns. Except the second you change it, he'll score. Yeah, honestly, man. Like there was a, there was a couple of tweets from the from the official account saying just always trust Salah. No matter who he's playing, no matter who the opposition, over a season, yeah. just keep the captaincy on him and that's yeah. it. <laughs> that's why I had him as my top that's goal scorer cool. in the league. Because I feel he's consistent and Lukaku, he's just prone to this. Like, he really is prone to this. I think people look at Serie A performance and go, oh my God, he's going to do this. It's like, 
there's a Serie A tax, the same way as a Bundesliga tax. I don't. It's just Serie A is less. <laughs> just know <laughs> that now. No peace. Just know that. <laughs> would you try? Would you try playing him up front in a two? Because that's what worked so bloody well at Inter. With who though? They already kind of do. I mean, honestly, anyone. I mean, Havertz does it sometimes, but I still don't understand the point of him really. Werner, like we should uh, you forget Lukaku. Werner had a very good game. Like. As much as it's really fun to take the piss, and it really is, especially when every goal he scores gets ruled out. Like his perseverance is to be applauded. I feel. To, to be fair, to be fair, Werner has a lot of good games. They're just yeah. the, the the seven second clip of the miss dominate. But he's we've talked about this before. He's helpful. He's their only really pure speedster. You know, you look at Ziyech, you look at Mount, you look at Havertz. You look at, I don't know who else they have on the wings. Like, he's really the only one that can give them that real raw pace. And it helps them a lot in the build-up. It's just at the end of the day, he doesn't score the goal, so it doesn't show. I think the problem is, because someone was saying that um, it probably won't work if you play Werner and Lukaku, because Lautaro and Lukaku could interchange who comes for the ball, who goes, Mm -hmm. you know, the target man thing versus who's going off to the wing. Werner just wants to run in behind. So, like, what is Werner really going to offer Lukaku? Maybe it could work. I don't know. But, no. but like, it's when, when, I, when I read it that way, I was like, okay, I, I understand where this is coming from. Fair enough. Um, every week we, uh, we praise Azpilicueta because he's, he just keeps being brilliant. Um, this week he was playing wingback, got the assist for the Werner goal, but uh, Ross, <laughs> Ross Barkley came off the bench and made it. That was astonishing. I mean, if Lost of Cheek was surprising, Ross Barkley was even more so. If this is what Tuchel's legacy is, like winning a league with uh, people that we um, <laughs> called absolute dog shit, then he becomes second ever to Ferguson to me. <laughs> like I'm throwing everyone else away because that's a miracle right there. I need, I, I agree, but I need him to get drink water involved. Where is drink water? <laughs> Just 10, 10 cameo appearances to get the league medal. That's Please. all we need. Please. His second league medal, no doubt. Um, before we move on, uh, we touched on FPL there. We did have a question um, from Mike Gervais on Twitter who says, can he make up the 10-point gap to the top of the league? I was just looking at his team. So he's got Pope in goal, Cancelo, Aarons, Mings, Grealish, Salah, Jota, uh, Saar, Jimenez, Mope, Ings. It's a pretty good team. What's the um, question? Can he make up the 10-point t- the, uh, gap to the top of the table? So he's currently... Third, I I've, I'm only hearing one superstar in there. Is that right? Just Salah. Yeah, pretty much. So my, in theory, um, you know, I'm not an expert, but in theory, I think FPL is about the superstars across the season that will score and assist a lot, and then you kind of litter them. The best teams have the unknowns that are going to do some crazy stuff, you know, a Sar or a Gray, but just Salah. I mean, clearly he's been working for me second at the table. But like, he's way ahead of any of us, so... Yeah, okay. So maybe maybe what he's doing is right. Just the one superstar and then the kind of the 7.5, you know, average player. Okay, but I don't know. I feel like Ings, is he going to keep producing? I'm about to take him out, I think. Do, well, do you want to hear... The problem is, Sorry, is like anyone who has Lukaku is in a dicey situation like that. Because yes. you're like, huh, I was banking on him coming back from Inter being a short thing. Now I'm not sure what do I do. And he's so bloody expensive, but he's also not expensive enough. 
because like you want to replace him with a, the closest thing to a sure thing as you can from a striker's point of view, and it's like Ronaldo <laughs> or maybe Vardy, but. I don't know what's going to happen there because Leicester are really weird. Yeah, Leicester so are weird, so but Vardy, Vardy has six and seven or something. Vardy's back on it. Yeah. yeah. He took a season that's off. That's I'm thinking of doing. Lukaku for Vardy. Just... And then you get a lot of money to upgrade elsewhere. True. That's what I'm thinking right now. All right. Well, there, there's the advice from us who are respectively placed, I don't know, 44, 97, <laughs> and 56. So, you know, uh, go do your thing. Um, but okay. Speaking of strikers, here's my prediction uh, based on the uh, Spurs Villa game. Kane missed a few very good chances, but the sharpness—I know this sounds counterintuitive—the sharpness looked back, like he looked like a human being again. And so, I think if you're looking for someone to spend big money on who might start banging in some goals, as of well, actually, there's an international break, though, isn't there? So he'll probably get a kick on the ankle. Again. Also, he found... He, looked, he looks back to me. He found his level in the Europa Conference League. He scored a hat-trick, didn't he? Yeah, true. Against Mura, the Slovenian... They were whatever. playing versus their own teammate? That's great. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think um, Villa are a weird one. Villa are mm-hmm. super inconsistent. They've been not as good in defense as they were last season, which was kind of helping them a lot. I know they had Grealish kind of doing his thing, but their defense held it together. When D is not even starting games. Um, yeah, so it, I, I don't think they're finding their balance just yet. I really dislike, from the Villa perspective, that he switched the system this year. He went 3-5-2. He's got Courtney... That no one knows how to pronounce his name. Courtney House, Horse, Hauser, uh, at the back, with Mings and, and Concer. And and as you said, like it, it reduces the space for those attacking midfielders. When Dia was on the bench, so was Bertrand Traore, who like he's very funny and we enjoy him, but also like he did a lot of good things last season, created a lot of goals. So I I'm just not sure it's getting the best out of anyone. I understand you bought Ings, you need to play him. Watkins had a great season last season as well, so you want to play him. But I think you might just have to play Watkins wide and bite the bullet and go back to four two three one. Yeah. Um on the other side, though, I, I think Nuno has uh, has a little bit of a dilemma coming up because so Spurs got battered in the Arsenal game, obviously with the the four three three, absolutely course. smashed. Sure. And then so he basically what he did his reaction was to go Hoiberg and Skip to try and avoid getting smashed in the midfield. That means you've got to leave out two of Ndombele, Lacelso, Delhi. So Ndombele got the start as the number 10 in this game. I mean, I think Son was by a mile their best player. But it does mean that if this is the system going forward, two out of those three are not going to play, and that is going to cause an issue. uh, Ali is finished. He just is. He just is. He's not interested. He's got his own demons. Whatever. He's he's just not it right now. I don't think it's that at all. I just think he's a very specific player that fitted exactly how Poch wanted to play, and nothing since then has, has worked for him at all. And Dombele, I think, has his moments, but will he let you down over 90 minutes? Eventually, yes, at some point. He just will. Um, you know, I, I don't think you can rely on him over 90 minutes consistently. I think he'll have his flash moments, but, you know, you will have moments where he will not contribute what he's supposed to do and leave the team, you know, open. Um, you're looking at Lo Celso as probably their best option, I think, in there. Um, I know he's not the most defensive, but he is a good 
balance between defense and, and kind of some creativity and, and progression of the ball and keeping the tempo, etc. Skip just looks weird. He just looks weird. <laughs> He's a very strange looking human being. Like he, his very shoulders are by his ears and his face <laughs> is a square. It's all really weird. <laughs> yes. He reminds me of some something. It might be a Muppet. I don't know. Or like that, you know, that Smash, that Smash cartoon that goes in the games and smashes things, fix it or whatever. Oh, Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. I don't know. I think he's been very good, but you're right. He's a bizarre-looking human being. Yeah. Um, I thought Romero and Emerson were pretty good though. Anyway, um, speaking of Arsenal. Nil nil against Brighton. Um, I was, Standard. I was a combination of bored and very impressed with Brighton. <laughs> oh, with Brighton? Yeah, like I thought Arsenal were like were fine, uninspiring, solid. Mo, as, as you said, but I just thought like when you look at the Brighton team, and we just, this is not news, right? But when you look at the Brighton team and then you look at the football they're playing, it's ridiculous. Like the job Potter is doing is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and and he's he's earmarked for a bigger job in the future because like he, you know, he's been in the job shorter than Arteta, I think, um, or close. So it just feels like okay, well, you know, he's clearly getting something out of these players. He has a a way that he wants to play, and he keeps playing that way. Um, and you know, I think repetition and sticking to the system really does help in the long term. And like Bernie, and like Bernie will say, Brighton are a team that are like inconsequential, right? So you might as well stick with the tactic you want. Lose a couple of games, it's fine. But like you know, you're not trying to win the league, but you're also not going to get relegated. Yes, Bernie. Excuse Bernie has his hand me. up. Just just for the record, Bernie has his hand up. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. Yeah, they might be inconsequential, okay? But Brighton are a team that I respect a lot more than say like a Leeds, okay? Oh, for like, like let's Here let's just go. get that straight. Let's just get that straight. There's okay. a lot more to what this man is doing than to what that other guy. Right. So there's, who there's gets praised and inspires everyone apparently. But listen, I haven't said any names. So like just, relax. Just, I haven't said just any for names. Any yet. any potential new listeners, there's death taxes, <laughs> and then there's Bernie hating on leads. <laughs> and then there's also just just to put something else in there. Right or left backs that should be much better defensively than they are in attack. <laughs> So just to be clear on where we stand with Bernie. Listen, Alex's job is uh, Rodri. Your job is Sancho. My job is Bielsa. And, and fullbacks I can't defend. <laughs> someone's got to do these things, people. That's right. That's right. It's a hard life, but someone's got to do it. So here yeah. we are. So how, how do you feel about Kukurea? <laughs> I'm cuckoo for <laughs> Cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. He's a beast on FIFA. We talked about this. Yeah, uh, I I very much enjoy watching him play. It's a lot of fun. He had a lot of he he really wanted like he wanted that game. He was killing yeah. it down that left side for them. He played really well. Um, I think like we talked about um, for in terms of the Arsenal side of things, we do look a lot more solid defensively just in general. But that hasn't been the problem. The problem has been the creativity in attack. That Spurs game was, you know, a derby and we were up for it and it was home and blah, blah, blah. This in the rain against the Brighton team who are better than the Spurs team right now. In the rain. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just like saying. It, it's an Arsenal thing. It's rainy. Players are tackling you too hard. You don't feel like playing the game. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, I just yeah. thought it was not good enough in attack at all. 
Um, and that's going to be the problem. That's going to be where we get hurt this season is when we cannot play silky attacking football. Uh, striker. Aubameyang came off like quite early because he was shit. Lacazette <laughs> came on, was a little better with like linking up the play, which is, is kind of his the thing that he has over Aubameyang. Um, but neither of them do everything and neither of them was good enough. Okay, so try and imagine this. I know it's not the best way of doing it visually, but imagine a bar from 0 to 100% of what they contribute. Mm-hmm. There's a 30% chunk that we're going to take out for each player. Like yeah. a Zets chunk is from 70 to 100. Nothing happens after the 70% mark. <laughs> He's great in the build-up. He can help attack, blah, blah, blah. Aubameyang's chunk is like the 50 to 80 chunk where like nothing's happening in the build-up, blah, 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 but he's a much better finisher. How do we merge those two to kind of get something that works for this team? Because there's a huge gaping hole in each of their ability that will not work for us regardless. And the, and the really funny thing is that there's Nketia is there and Balogun is there and neither of them answers that question either. Transfer market. <laughs> <laughs> is that... There's <laughs> nothing else you can do. <laughs> the problem is, I, I mean, I agree. I think it, it's so obvious that Arsenal need to do something about that, but they can't sell either of those guys because of the stupid money that they're on and their age and etc. So kind of stuck with them for a while. Yeah, you got, you gotta, you gotta get let 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 it cancel the contracts. Just cancel it. Let, yep. let it go. Yep. Let it go. At uh, least is that. Oh, hundred percent. Um, Crystal Palace 2, Leicester 2. How worried are we about Brendan Rodgers? He's not going to lose his job. Like, or are, we, or is it, are you talking about his mental state? Or like, what I, he you... might go and have another affair or something soon. I can, can see that. Can like, you, can you, like, if you're 50 or whatever you are and your girlfriend is like 22, can you really have an affair in that situation? Like, Sven, Joran, Eric. <laughs> Mm, yeah, That's it just wouldn't feel like an affair. You know what I mean? An affair feels like you're fifty, your wife's forty-five. You have an affair. <laughs> like you're fifty, your girlfriend's twenty-two. I just don't see affair coming. Up. <laughs> I see where you're yeah, going. Where does Brenda's Rogers go on his first dates? That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, Leicester are not doing well in the league. They're not doing well in Europe. They're not doing well in a lot of places. What happened? Did I miss something? Sorry, did you? Ah, <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> uh, uh, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about no? it, bro. Okay, you missed it. Right. Okay. I feel when, like when I you listen something. back to the episode, you can. Uh... Or I'll edit my part out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Don't you dare! We'll face the lawsuit together, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, Crystal Palace look a lot better under under Vieira, which is not. I thought it would take him a lot longer, and I might be might be jumping the gun here. Who knows? But I thought it would take him longer to get them playing decent football. It really hasn't taken very long. Most of what they do gets ruined by Jordan Ayew at the end. But that's, <laughs> you can only do what you can do, right? Um, but there is something wrong with Leicester, is there not? Like, Vardy looks good again. They, they went 2-0 up, and last year, if you said Leicester were going to lose a 2-0 lead to Crystal Palace... You'd have been out of your mind. Yeah, and I think yeah. I, I think it's fair to say also that Vieira substitutes won in the game, right? Like he subbed on both 
and Ulysses. <laughs> so, so, you know, both of them heavily involved. Um, I think Ulysses scored, uh, Schlupp assisted, and of course. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's, uh, you know, the subs won in the game and he's been doing, he's been doing well. Um, Leicester just seem, I mean, you know, you look at someone like Tielemans not playing his best football this season, just out of it a little bit. And he's very important for them. You look at what's his name, um, Buyunchu, also a very important player for them, not playing the best football. It's just a bit, you know, you got Madison, but they don't even start anymore. And Lukman kind of plays in his place. It's, there's a lot of uncertainty there. Um, and I, I'm not sure how long it will take them to kind of figure it out. I guess the question is figure it out to what degree, right? Because they, they've started really well the last two seasons and then dropped off. I think they did last season as well, right? Yep. Like at least for maybe even three seasons they've been doing this. Can they pick it back up? And is this the way to get into the top four now? Like they'll start like shit and then like start off well. I don't think they will, but I don't think we'll have any consequence because they have owners that really care about them and I think players still want to be there. So I don't think there'll be any repercussions if they finish sixth or seventh for for a change. I think that's fair, and I think that's that's probably what we're looking at because without the good start, like that's that's all they had. You know, that was their thing. Um Anyway, we shall see. Uh, West Ham's Champions League qualification hopes took a blow. Last-minute defeat to Brentford, London derby, lovely stuff. Well, it was it was also very against the run of play. Like West Ham were really trying to to win this game, and I think Brentford were killing it at the start of the game, if I remember correctly, just absolutely dominating West Ham. Then West Ham kind of grew into. I think Brentford's uh, the Brentford score first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then West Ham grew into it, played much better football, scored the equalizer, and then they were the ones that are going to go win the game. And then just against the run of play, what, last minute was it, if I'm not mistaken? Um, Brentford with a goal. So I think overall, they're still playing well. They are doing this with midweek games. They had a midweek game in Europe. You know, this is something we talked about that is going to be different for them to, to acclimatize to. Overall, I think the game went fine for them. The score, not so much. I think what impresses me about Brentford is I totally expected them to be um, Ivan Tony dependent, but they've actually got other players who can do things on the pitch, unlike Norwich. So they they are very interesting to watch, and they may not be the inconsequential, inconsequential side that we had predicted them to be. I think that's fair. Their, their, their lack of dependence on Tony is very frustrating to many FPL players. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> As was Ben Rama's non-performance. That was a shame, too. Oh, um, last mention of FPL, I promise. But can can one of you tell the Roche emailing FPL story, please? <laughs> Martin has to tell that because I forgot it. So, so I don't remember the exact details, but basically Roche subbed on, uh, subbed off a player. Um, can't remember, was it Trent? He subbed off someone. And then it said that player it said he was injured. So he subbed him off, then refreshed the page after he's already paid for the sub and whatever. And then that player did not have that red triangle thing on it anymore. And Richet lost the plot. <laughs> he just, it's like he just absolutely went off on the thread. And then he's like, I'm going to email Fantasy League. <laughs> I'm like, mate, there are 10 million players on that platform. I doubt anything's going to happen. He's like, I'm doing it. So he emails them. You know, an angry letter. They email back pretty much saying, I don't know what you're talking about. We cannot, you know, these things happen. We can't deal with it on a case-by-case basis. He emails them back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is not, 
messenger. It's, you know, at some point, you're going to just have to stop communicating with them. But man, it was just funny how mad he got with that little red triangle disappearing. Um, can't remember who it was from, but it was, it was funny. I think, yeah, I think it might have been Trent because yeah. there was an injury involved. Anyway, very funny. Also, I, I have to assume that the person answering FPL emails is like a child. <laughs> like they hired a 16 year old on co-op or something and they're like you what <laughs> really i don't know how to handle this <laughs> get out of my face <laughs> um last one. Oh, so uh, you mentioned norwich they got an, they got their first point of the season no no draw with burnley i don't think there's anything more to say about that no cool uh wolves two newcastle one two things one newcastle are absolute bollocks and mm-hmm. two uh he Chan Wang, he's he's arrived, man. Those are two very very good goals. He's also um, I couldn't decide during the game if he was good looking or not. I think so. Right? Yeah. There's something. There's something there. It's not 100, percent but there's something <laughs> going on. Mo's been watching a lot of uh, K drama, so he's 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 into it. He knows he knows what's up. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it's good game. Yeah, if you take nothing away from the, nothing else away from the pod, it's that Oliver Skip's a bit weird. Lee <laughs> Chan Wang is very good looking. Yeah, but yeah, he's been playing well. What two goals? Two two goals from him and two assists by Jimenez. Jimenez just racking up assists. Yeah, um, he's been playing really well from a playing perspective. Even when they were losing, Jimenez was playing well. Um, but now, now he's got a seems like he's got a partner, someone that can really because. The small guys are not doing it, you know, the Netos and the this and that. They just don't seem to have the shooting boots on. Um, Neto's injured. I haven't drink, actually seen him for ages. Drink cow, etc. Like, those are the small guys I mean that will probably. Willick not doing what he used to do last season for Newcastle. Surprise, surprise. Who no could have thunk it? Yeah. Oh. Who, who could have thunk it? 20, whatever it was, what, million. 5 million, yeah, okay. Bruh, he got the move now, he's chilling. Newcastle literally put out a statement being like, we only had a little bit of money to spend and we knew that we had to spend it on this guy. Are you sure? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, anyway. Anything else? No, nah, that's it, really. Um, I do I do have uh, that article that I said I was going to come back to that we wrote literally mm. uh, eight years ago. Mm. That's how long we've been doing this. So, uh, we asked the question, who's going to be the third best? Because uh, we said Messi and Ronaldo were untouchable, whatever. And here were our... So, it was a poll, right? I'll give you what the, what, what the options were. I'm so Iniesta, excited for this. Bale, Neymar, Zlatan, Other, <laughs> RVP, Ribéry, and Falcao. It's a good list. I mean, fair. they're all top players. Who do you think won this... Wait, give it to us again very quickly. Iniesta, Bale, Neymar, Zlatan, Other, RVP, Ribéry, and Falcao. I feel like Falcao would have won eight years ago. <laughs> no. This is still Moy season, I think. I think... Bale? Did we go for Neymar? But like, <clears throat> the, 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 the real answer there is Iniesta until he left. But then Neymar, surely. Tell me who you think won it. I'm going to go it bail. It was a poll that, that uh, I don't know how many people took. They didn't tell us, but I'm sure a couple hundred. Bail. You said bail? Alex says? Neymar. Neymar. The, the winner of this poll was Andres Iniesta. Fair enough. He mm. had 24.4%. Bale had 17.7%. Tied with Neymar. And then it was Latin. 
And then okay. other before you got to <laughs> other beat out Van Persie, Ribery, and Falcao. To be fair, that was just after Bale like ruined Mark Bartra's life in the Copa del Rey final. <laughs> so. This is true. The article then goes on to say this art in caps. I wrote this. Wow. This article could not have this article could have been completely avoided. Dot 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 dot. If Kaka had continued his AC Milan form, <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. To be fair, to be fair, Kaka was supposed to be up there with Ronaldo. You know, yeah, they were yeah. supposed to, you know, ruin it together. But well, here we are. Uh, but there's more. The comments, guys. The comments yes. are amazing. Remember, we used to have a comment section. Okay, mm-hmm. so here's and Mohamed was very active in the replies. So <laughs> in July second, twenty thirteen, Tahu Boy goes. Mario Goetze for the win. Contributed to 39 goals for Dortmund, and if not for an injury during CL final, could have spoiled the Roten's treble win. And Mohana wow. goes, Tahu boy. <laughs> I'm reading it like, like as if Mohana is like, it's funny. <laughs> Do you not think that Lewandowski was more important to Dortmund? <laughs> uh, and then Gunnar, who I believe... Win. Right, Gunnar, who I believe is Gunnar RK, uh, who is a friend of the pod, Rahim, <laughs> and his brother, asked, "Great article. I would have Cavani on that list, though." And Mohanid, only because it's his brother, says, "True. Totally forgot about him!" Exclamation <laughs> mark. Rahim, as hey, always, as hey, always, wiser than the average. Cavani, no, Cavani, Napoli was supposed to, you know, be. Here. He was supposed to be the current Lewandowski. Wanted, you were just in, in, you're just agreeing with your brother. That's, I was that's, indulging that's, my brother. Yeah. That's ah. real. Spe- and then Habib bro. gave us this comment. Well, I'm a little disappointed that Thomas Muller wasn't on this poll. For my money's worth, he's the third best player in the world with sky-high potential that hasn't even been tapped yet. Wow. And at that time, if you remember, at that time, the statement was not ridiculous. Uh, like, Thomas Muller was brilliant. But you'd never call him the third best player in the world. Because he can't, like, shoot or pass <laughs> or, or dribble, really. Like, Alex, we've been through this. No one knows what he does. We just know he invades space. The <laughs> or, or, or leave the city of Munich. Like, there's yeah. a lot of limitations. Yeah, he celebrates really well. Uh, but sorry, j- just because this is... Uh, we had one more question that I forgot, which is from Omar, who says, ask Mo if he still thinks... Kane is way better than Benzema. Oh man, Omar. So Omar's our friend, and he's, he listens to the pod a lot. And he he keeps he he has this huge thing about how Benzema is way better than Kane, etc. And look, Benzema is special, very special. And Kane is falling off a little bit now. But in general, Kane just seemed to have it all. He just, he just the problem is Benzema is doing it at the highest level, and Kane is not. So this is a long-winded way of you saying that you were wrong. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I don't think you were. Like at the time, Kane, Kane seemed like he was gonna break through, you know. But not yes. better than Benzema, no way. But but here's the thing: like it, you stick Kane, I, like I, I hate to do the do not, EPL do not, over do other not, leagues. Alex, thing, don't do it. But if you stick Kane at Real Madrid in La Liga, he's getting nine billion goals, man. No, like, also, he'd, he'd be a joke. Also, when I said the stuff about Kane, it was like a couple of years ago where it's like he's going to move to United or something, you know, and like get his big money move, play in the Champions League, be the whole thing. But obviously we know about his mentality and his brother agent. And <laughs> now, he's a, now he's at Spurs forever. And we'll never know at the highest level what he could have achieved. So 
I'm he's, sorry. He's, it, it's his fault that he never moved to the highest level. Benzema has to has to get them out. He, he's an Alan Shearer 2.0. Exactly. That is exactly what his career trajectory is. Exactly. And that's why Alan Shearer will never be above Henri or Aguero in that list because he did not do it on a big enough stage. I don't think so. I will say Alan Shearer did win the league one time. But it's funny, and t- but to your point, Monad, we always forget that he did do that. Right. <laughs> if I forget that you won a league, that's not good for you as a, in terms of your legacy. It's not. It's not ideal. I will just say, just because I was curious, I looked them up, and Kane has 243 goals, Benzema has 201. And like, you can say that Benzema was doing that at the highest level, but Kane's doing it for a much worse team. Like... A uh, much more, over the course of that, that, that time, is not dominating their league. Yeah, a team that is not dominating their league. But right. let's remember that Benzema was playing second fiddle to one of the greatest players to ever play the game. You're still gonna get Kane would not get the number of goals with playing with Ronaldo. It's just not how Ronaldo is built. He doesn't let you do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, again, no this and no peace. <laughs> He's on the Tottenham team that is built around him, whereas Benzema, Bram just built around him now, and he's absolutely killing it. Where I have doubts if Kane would do that. Also, Benzema has sauce. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much sauce. Too yeah. much sauce. Imagine if Kane did a music video. <laughs> it's Kane, coming. Kane, <laughs> Kane, Kane can barely do a gender reveal video. So <laughs> sorry. My favorite. One of my all-time favorite quotes was the baby going. Now do a boy, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> or now do a girl, daddy. And Kane has been like, that's not how it works. My favorite, like Kane has no media training. My favorite thing, Barry Kane, was when he was injured. I can't remember what game it was. And like Spurs scored or won a game. And he's like, come on. And he just holds his mouth open for like five more seconds than he should because he's not sure what to do. <laughs> Yeah, you guys I know what I'm talking that. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also league, like or semi-final. Or he also swore on his daughter's life that he scored the goal. So I hope she's okay. She, I mean, she was yeah. in that video. So. She's a da- well, I mean, she she wasn't okay in the video. She's there. But... <laughs> <laughs> he does he damn liar. That ball. He never touched that ball. <laughs> oh my I, god! I think we should probably leave it there before we end up in some serious trouble. Yep. Yeah. I mean, trouble would be good. It means a lot of people listen to this. True. Yeah. I'll take but, it. You know, we're at an hour and 10 minutes, and frankly, that's obnoxious. <laughs> frankly, frankly, Dion. <laughs> uh, all right. We're off to uh, find 50 other footballers' names that can sound like frankly. I guarantee that's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> See you guys. Frankly. Bye. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Yeah.